Are you looking to take your business or your brand to the next level? Want to make a name for yourself and share what you do best with a bigger audience? There's never been a more exciting time to jump in. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. Your hosts are Terry Trespicio and Paula Rizzo. With their combined media experience and top-notch guests, Paula and Terry will get you ready to shine. Here are your hosts, Terry and Paula. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Expert, Unleash Your Expertise. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Show. And every week on this show, we show you how to tap your expertise and take it out into the world so that you can grow your brand and your business. So this week, how do you leverage your talk for TV? Good question. Mm. Bed is, is your fave, Paula. Chris My favorite. Miller, the medicine. Yes. Hunter. Please, favorite. He's amazing. He's our, one of our favorites. Chris is a natural medicine expert. He's done a ton of media. We've interviewed him a bunch of times, uh, so have lots of other people. He's also a speaker, so we're going to tap his brain for that a little later. Mm-hmm. One of the best finds ever, I think, uh, for me as a producer was Chris totally. Killam, and I'm really excited to introduce you guys to him. Um, but you know, one of the things that that he's done not only has been in media, but also has been out there as a speaker, not uh, you know on stages, but also as a professor. And you mm-hmm. can use those talks to then leverage yourself for even more media and for clients. And that's something we're all looking to do, right? To get out there and being a speaker will raise your profile in so many ways, right? Terry and I actually, you know, speak all the time. And so it's really nice when you're, when you're on the billboard, you're the person who's up there and your face is there. People look at you in a different way. They come over to you. They, uh, you know, you have a certain kind of clout, right? And it's a good way also to test out. Yeah. And to test out your ideas, right? You have, you know, let me work the room a little bit. Let me see what kind of response I get here because it's in front of a live audience. And so it's nice to be able, you can tap in on, all right, that connected. Maybe they weren't so interested in this or whatever it was. So you're using this as a you know, sort of jumping off point for media because you can, you have a longer amount of time to say what you want to say. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that, that you're doing, if you're doing some speaking, can be used for media. And so, Terry, I mean, you've done tons of, tons of speaking yourself. Oh, I, yes. And I, I think it is just invaluable, the opportunity to get up in front of a live, live audience and read the room. The whole thing is, if you're going to go through the trouble of creating and delivering a talk, you might as well use that content for lots of stuff. Um, if you're doing a talk for a particular crowd, you change it for a different crowd. I mean, it's this fluid thing, but it's this moving body of content. And so, yes, if you have a talk that you've given a lot, you know what parts people love and what parts people t- ask you about the most after. And so when you think about media, you can take a piece of your talk and turn that into a segment that you pitch, but it can also work in reverse. Maybe you were invited to do a segment on a thing and it was Maybe something you hadn't really talked about so much before, but you really liked doing it and it made you start thinking, gosh, mm. I could really speak to that in a bigger way. What if I took that little news segment I did and turned it into a full-blown talk and start giving it and see what people think? So It's you know, almost like uh, when, you know, when writers, always been it's almost, that's right. It's almost like, you know, when I've known a lot of writers who have written an article, right? And that article has then gotten so much attention that then it becomes a full-blown book, Right. So it's sort of thinking in the yes. same in the same way. It works both ways. It works, you know, any which way. You could stretch out your content no matter how, you know. Either way. Well, I mean, look at look at Dory Clark. Dory Clark's one of our mm-hmm. favorite experts too. She does a ton of speaking. She does an article like for Forbes or Inc. or wherever she's writing. And someone will see that article and go, oh, can you come do a talk on that? So you right. it's not, I, I try to get people not to get too be platform agnostic. Realize that any great content you can use for lots of different things. And especially since, let's face it, if you want to do media and you like being out there, chances are you've done some public speaking. And there's, it's not like you have to choose. You should use it for both. You mm-hmm. should absolutely leverage it. And what you said earlier about open micing, I it's actually a great, it's a great tip. I tell people to to do it, to try it at a small group of you're teaching entrepreneurial women how to do X, Y, Z, or maybe you speak to this group or that group. Try it out and see what kind of feedback people give you because it'll help you improve the talk every time and then figure out what you think would be a hit for media. Mm-hmm. One slice. Think of the talk as a loaf of bread. Each segment you do for media might be a slice of that bread. 
Mm-hmm. And also, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the signature talk, right? That's a big buzzword that people talk about. I love that. Um, yes. I do too. But, you know, I, I think you have to use it in the best possible way to be strategic about that signature talk. Yeah. Uh, you know, how you use it, where you use it, if you're going to change it a little bit, depending on who the audience is. You don't want to drive yourself crazy. I mean, I know you, Terry, like to start everything from scratch and do it all over again. <laughs> I do not. I was going to say. Paul I love a good formula. Done. I Paul like it done. Have the formula, have the talk done, and then you do it and do it and do it. I That's like it. to make it over every time no. I change something. I do not like that. I like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> regularity. Uh, but but well, there is something is to be said there. Exactly. You have your base. Is what you're totally. saying. You have your yes. base, and then you tweak it for different crowds. But, you know, that, that, that signature talk can be very important for your own branding, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, well, and you know what? Also, also, to do. also to be able to pitch media with a clip of you speaking. So this comes a little, this, you know, there's a, there's this is a little bit of a slippery slope. Because if you're pitching a producer, like I, I had been for so long at Fox News, I had gotten a lot of pitches that included video of someone on a stage giving some sort of presentation or a TEDx talk, which is great because you can see what they look like and hear how they sound. But it is not the same thing as doing a segment on TV because that segment is much, much shorter. So can you say what you just said in that keynote speech in 30 seconds, in 20 seconds, in 15 seconds? How do you distill it down? Um, to be able to really mm-hmm. um, make it compelling and interesting and you're still the expert, but you don't have a half hour. You don't have 10 minutes or whatever it is to, to tell well, that story. And you're, you're not going to fit a whole keynote into a five minute thing. And if you try, you're actually going to bore viewers or listeners because you're trying to, it's like force feeding. It's too much. What you do is you look at your whole keynote. I think of it as anyway, taking one gem and sharing it from that, not feeling like you have to fit it all in, but find one version that's most important for that outlet, media outlet, then one part of your talk at, for another. You know, can you think of an example? Yeah, so I was pitched um, this book. Uh, it was a book about breastfeeding. And, you know, my demographic at the time at Fox, we didn't really, you know, it, it was more male-based. So that kind of story, eh, it no wasn't really good. Is, no moms yeah, yeah no channel, moms, right? working moms was not really what we were, you know, catering to. So um, when we got the pitch, I, I liked it personally. I thought, you know, this is important message. This is, this is good, but I don't know if this theme will really work, you know, for our audience. Cause as a producer, all you care about is your audience. Even if I personally am interested in it, which I was, it doesn't matter. You're serving an audience, right? So those are the people that you're thinking through. You're always looking through the lens of, will my audience care about this? Will they like it? Right. So, you know who your demographic is and that's who you serve. So, the, so the story, well, I didn't, but what I did was I was pitched her TEDx talk. They sent me her TEDx talk as, you know, her media clip. Right. And I watched mm. it and it was about paid family leave. And I was like, this is really interesting. This is even better. Mm-hmm. You know, so it took. So what we did was we reverse engineered that family paid, uh, paid family leave to be able to then use that as a, as a story to have her on. We had her on for, you know, I think it was a five minute segment or something like that, but that was, you know, and we got to mention the book and we got to talk about who she was and all that, but the segment was not about the book. It wasn't about breastfeeding. It was about paid family leave. And that was interesting for our, for our audience. So that that's, you know, that's sometimes you can kind of twist it up a little bit. But see, it wouldn't have helped if she had said, no, Paula, I swear your audience will love this topic. You can't change a producer's mind about what they want to feed their people, right? Mm. But you have to be able to slice it different ways. And that's what we're always saying is slice it, come at it from another angle. So what's great is that she had done that talk and highlighted another aspect of something she cares about. She doesn't just speak about breastfeeding. There's other aspects to what that is, which has to do with family and work Mm -hmm. and took it from there. So I challenge our listeners, to look at the stuff that you talk about, either not just to people, but when you're asked to speak, when you go speak places, what part of that talk is the most interesting, you know? But I think it's important too, is if you're looking to make the jump from speaker to media contributor, it's important to know that those forms are very different, Paula, and you have a specific Mm. take on what makes a speaker different or better or not as good as a media contributor. Yeah, it's, it's not what the you, same thing. And just that? because you're a good speaker doesn't mean that you're going to be great on camera, you know, in a, in a different type of environment. You need to really keep it to one point, right? One key point. 
um, if I'm asking you a question, I want to make sure that it's laser, fo- your answer is laser focused. And it's not like, oh, I could talk about this for 30 minutes because this is what I did my keynote speech on, right? It needs <laughs> to be much more. Question, the answer is you ask a question, the answer goes, well, funny, back in 1995, it's like, nope. Yeah, you this need is going to gonna take forever. Now, wind up. During a talk, mm-hmm. you have lots of time to warm up the crowd. You show slides. You get them all excited. Here, it's like you have to cut to the chase. And for a speaker who's in love with the bigger story, that can be a challenge, right, for a speaker. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're cutting off the limbs of their expertise, but you kind of have to do it. It's interesting, too, when you when you are speaking, you know, because you're using this as a platform to kind of work out your material a little bit. The thing that gets the most interest, that gets some smiles or some laughter or some applause or kind of gets people going or that you get the most questions about at the end, those are all mm-hmm. things that are feeding people's natural curiosity, right? And so those are things that you right. should be leaning on, right? What, what, was that, what was that sentence you said that really delighted them? That's a soundbite probably, you know, that's yeah, something that, that yeah. can be used in the media, do a sound. That's a good idea. We're creating the content as we speak. Sound bite right. scan. Scan your mm-hmm. whole keynote or your whole talk, or even if it's just a 20-minute talk, where in there is the bit that really works? You can use that. The, what about the reverse? The media personality who's used to being interviewed on TV, who now wants to do more speaking. What are some of the challenges you think they'll face there? So the personality who wants to do more speaking. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah, it's... Who's used to doing more interviews. Like, what do you think, like, a, a person who's a speaker who tries to do media might be too long-winded. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the media person who goes to, to speak, speak? I don't know. I think it's actually in their benefit. Yeah, I mean, because you just, um, you have more time. You know, it's almost like the accordion, right, that we talk about a lot of times when we teach this to our, you know, students and, and clients. Um, you know, being able to say what you say in... 10 seconds, 20 seconds, two minutes, right? It's the same thing, right? You're, you're, you're just Expand, kind of stretch. doing it the opposite, right? So you're expanding it out. You're able to fit mm-hmm. in a lot more stuff. But I always look at these things with, with the end in mind, right? Are you going to give three examples? Then give three really great examples, you know, and have your headline mm-hmm. be, you know, the three most important things you need to do are X, and then take me through each of them, you know, and, and that could be a through. speech, that yep. could be a whole talk, that could be, you know, or it could be one soundbite. So it's just how you're able to sort of distill that information. One of the real skills that someone who's very good on TV at being interviewed, saying being interviewed on a news segment, is that they're good at connecting usually with the person who's interviewing them. Ah. And so when they go to speak on stage, uh, they might forget that that applies there too. And they might go, oh, I'm talking. I coach people to, who, to speak a lot. And they're like, mm-hmm. now I'm announcing from the stage. I'm <laughs> speaking. They lose the very intimacy that makes them Ah, laugh. that's interesting. So I always uh, think that the person who will do the best, who is in media and wants to do more speaking, is going to be someone who connects with the audience as if it's one person. Mm. That's something I try to do. People say, do you, do you pick some one person out of the audience and talk to them? I know that's helpful for some people. I don't. But I think of it as an intimate one-on-one conversation. So be wary if you're used to doing media and you're going to speaking, that it still should be an intimate like in a conversation with the audience. It's just that they're not talking. Right. And then the reverse is true. When you're speaking and you're doing, when you're a speaker and you go to do media, you can't just lecture the interviewer. You need to stop and let the other person pitch and in. have a back and forth, you know, right. and let it, let it flow. The speaker's mm-hmm. ready to just pummel you with all of their brilliance. Right. Here's all the stuff I know. Let me go through it real quick. It but, you know, the, the, the other thing, too, about that is that um, if, if you are, you know, someone who does a lot of speaking, you know, maybe it's that you... I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not totally sure what I was going to say. I lost my oh, no, train of thought right there. Okay. But I do think <laughs> that both times you want to be super focused on your messages. You do not want to be like a going on and on as a speaker right. either. That's exactly so, what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, ha- you want to have those bullet points. You want to have that idea that end in mind. And also the intimacy that you have with that group, if it's just a camera, because sometimes that happens too. Yes. Sometimes there's no one in the room with you. And so it's like, how can you kind of foster that excitement and that intimacy when there's not a person in the room with you? That's a little bit tough you too. To and that's what it. And that's what, you know, if you, if for anything, now people are doing Facebook Live, they're doing, you know, all kinds of YouTube videos and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't have an audience. You don't have somebody asking you questions. You're just going at it, you know, on your own. And, and it can be hard to kind of keep up that energy. Well, actually, people that I've trained who were speakers who wanted to do media and they were being, I was helping them, you know, speak in media. 
their mm-hmm. big thing was they're like, but I'm really good on stage because the audience is there. I said, well, obviously. Yeah. We're humans. You of feed off that energy. Who doesn't love that? No one likes yeah. talking to a machine or mm-hmm. looking down the void of a camera. It's uncomfortable for anyone. And, and, the, and you've said it many times that being in a, an interview on a set of a show is very artificial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's totally fake. authentic about the speaking experience. But the key is going to be, can you bring that intimacy to stage and to screen? Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear more about that. We're going to hear more about it in a minute. Because, you know. Chris Killam is here. He's Chris gonna- Killam is coming up. He's made a career plucking strange plants from foreign lands. And then Paula plucked him out of, out of wherever he was and made him become a big <laughs> media contributor. So we're going to hear his secret for leveraging his talks and media and so much more. That's coming up after the break. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise on Voice America Variety. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine for a minute what it would be like to step onto the set of a show that you've been watching forever or see your name in a magazine you actually read. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Well, here's the secret. Those experts you see on TV and in magazines aren't smarter than you. They just know how to get the media to pay attention. And it's something you can learn. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. And we've been behind the scenes at major media outlets for years, booked thousands of guests, and have been featured ourselves on TV, radio, and everywhere else. We know how this works. We'll show you how to crack the media code, craft your pitch, and crush it on air. Get our free video course, How to Be a Media Magnet. You'll learn how the media thinks and how to pitch your idea so you get booked. You have something to say, and the world is ready to hear it. Go to Be a Media Magnet com to get our free course. That's BeAMediaMagnet.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Reach us by email at info at lightscameraexpert.co. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to Lights, Camera, Expert, Unleash Your Expertise. This week, our guest is one of my favorites, Chris Killam. He is back from somewhere. Who knows? He's constantly all over the world looking for medicinal plants and remedies and ways to help people live better lives. And Chris, every time I talk to you, you're somewhere more fabulous than the last time. Well, I, I think that's part of the of the staying current, Paula, is always, first of all, I love to travel. You know that I do. Last week, yes. I was in the Amazon and having a ball and doing some research there. But, you know, it's never good to show up with old material. So I always try to be, you know, to be current in addition to doing what I love best, which is travel. Absolutely. And, you know, you've been in the media, like, thousands of times. You and I have worked together when I was at Fox News Channel Health. Um, 10 years, 10 years. For 10 years. We were, we, were, we were putting all sorts of stuff on the air. It was amazing. Right. It was such a great time. I was so fortunate to, to be able to do that with you. It was really, it was fun, but it wasn't just Fox News. You've been on Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, the Oprah Winfrey show when that was still around, Good Morning America. Terry interviewed you over at Martha Stewart Radio. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's been a great run, and I, and I can't thank you enough for what you did at Fox. I mean, it really made a huge difference for me. And, you know, um, when I show up in foreign countries, people still look at me and go, you're that medicine guy, right? You know, so <laughs> it, it's, it's I, I enjoy that. And it's, uh, it's certainly good to, you know, be in the media because it's influential and, and it has been an enormous help to my career. 
Yeah. And I remember when we first started talking, so 10 years ago, you were, uh, you know, a professor at the time, right? You were taking students to the Amazon. Right, I remember right. you always would tease me and say, you want to go to the Amazon with me, Paul? And I'm like, nope, I'm not going. Thanks, Chris. Bring me back some footage. Why don't you shoot it? Bring it back. That'd be great. Right. Um, right. But I mean, that's, that's a form of speaking. And you've, you've been a speaker all over the world. It's not just media, it's speaking too. So tell us a little bit about how you, how you grew your speaking career as well. Well, I, I was really fortunate because my mother was a broadcaster. And so when I was a little kid, you know, I, I went with her to the TV and radio stations and it, and it all seemed very normal to me. Plus, I had ministers in my family and ministers love to talk, you know. So basically, <laughs> I was surrounded on all sides by public speakers. And at a pretty early age, I started speaking in front of groups so that by the time I reached adulthood, it was kind of like if you grew up in a family where you learned to play a lot of different sports. Uh, it was something that was natural for me. It, it never has felt forced. And I, I've been fortunate to be very comfortable in front of groups and also to be in front of groups that I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and those groups like, you know, have turned into other things, clients, media, that kind of stuff as well, right? I mean, it's not just speaking for the sake of speaking, which, you know, you're, you're a wonderful storyteller. I've been to many of your, your talks. Um, but what are some of the other things that have come out of those speaking opportunities? Well, uh, business, you know, I, I uh, made a deal with myself, uh, gosh, 25 years ago or so that I wouldn't go chase business. I wanted business to chase me. And I figured that if I gave talks at business conferences and conventions and exposed uh, my ideas to groups of people there, that that would ring the bell. And it it turned out to be the right gamble. So, uh, you know, definitely I've gotten a lot of clients out of speaking. And that has been terrific. And that's led me to different parts of the world. You know, a client may say, hey, I've got a project in, you know, China or India or the Amazon or whatever. And then, boom, I'm there doing that. So um, it has kind of been the gift that just keeps on giving. And, and also, but I think more importantly, you know, I do like it. I admit if people come and they say, hey, you're a wonderful speaker, but my favorite thing, the big turn on is when people say, you know, you said something in a talk, whatever, two years ago, five years ago, last month, and I took your advice and this good thing happened. That's Ah. the thing that really is the big turn on. Right. It's not enough to just go screaming into the void, right? You want to know <laughs> that what you did had an impact. And of course, you're an, an educator first, it seems. I mean, that's the impression I always got from you. Yes, you're, you have a moniker, you're the medicine hunter, you're an author and speaker and media contributor, but the educator part comes through because you, as you just said, you want to make sure your students go on to read. You know what I mean? Well, it's not just a matter of I think you're right, Terry. And, and you know, I, I'm also very mission driven. I mean, I'm, I'm still one of those corny 60 guys who believes in, you know, peace and love and the environment and people getting along and compassion and no war and all that good stuff. And so anytime I get the opportunity to spread messages that are positive, uh, I consider it a good day. Well, we've mm-hmm. said that before, that we can tell when someone does media to do media, right. and someone does media because it extends their mission. And you're right. one of those people, you can tell you're kind of, you're great in media, but you're unfazed by it. You're not saying this is, oh, I only exist inside of a camera. You know, that is not the truth for anyone. If it is, they're in trouble. But still, <laughs> a lot of people are educators like you, love their stuff, know their stuff. And the idea of media is daunting. Can yeah. you tell us about how you made that jump from speaking to media. Do you remember the first time you tried it? How did you, you know, what, what did you come up against? Well, the, the first time I tried it, I was seven years old. I did a grape juice commercial. Oh, uh, so, you know, and the second time I tried it, I was seven years old. I did a pancake commercial. Oh my and, gosh. So you always got to eat. That's uh, awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and in both times, it seemed kind of like a non-event. It was like, okay, well, that was pretty easy. Is like that all there is. Of course, that isn't all there is. But um, those were good individual, you know, those were good initial experiences. I did a a series of uh, commercials for the local YMCA when I was 11. And, uh, but I would say that my kind of current role uh, really began, I don't know, when I was uh, about not quite 30. And I started doing local television in uh, Boston. And I, 
I, you know, kind of learned to parlay that into more appearances on the same, uh, you know, the same network. And then, of course, other affiliates would say, well, hey, this guy kind of knows his stuff. Let's get him on on occasion. So it, it spread. And, and then I was fortunate to get a little bit of national media. And then that kind of triggered more of the same. Plus, I, I have done something that I don't think everybody else does. I've devoted at least 20% of my time over time to working media and working on media and reaching out and providing things that might be interesting to media. Because I think you constantly have to feed that fire. Otherwise, you know, um, somebody else is going to feed that fire. Wait a minute. Oh, absolutely. though. That's amazing. And that is a testament to why you are in the media so much. Number one, you're really good at it and you make producers' jobs really, really easy, but you pitch. You always are coming up with ideas and sending emails and saying, hey, I just found this thing. Do you want to do something on it? Right, right. right. And that is really, I mean, it seems like common sense, but you know what? People don't do that. There was a woman I met yesterday who was saying, oh, um, you know, I'd really like to do a lot more media. I don't understand why I'm not doing more of it. And I said, oh, well, how often do you pitch? And she said, oh, never. Right. And I said, well, what are the bingo? Expected? What did you think was going to happen? Right. Well, I mean, even people who are on most often still pitch. Oh, my God. And get turned down a lot. Like if you're pitching 20 percent, if you're putting 20 percent of your effort in, most of those pitches getting rejected. But you also get through more, you know, than, than someone else. But you just said it, Chris. You said, I wanted to speak so companies would come to me. I right. think there's this belief that if someone just keeps blogging, keeps doing their stuff, media will come to them. And sometimes that can happen. But you've never relied on that. So even though you're like, oh, let people come to me, you don't really adhere to just that. Well, no, for business, I do. Uh, for business that, that is income bearing, I do. But for media, no, I, you're right, Terry. I'm very well aware that I have to pitch. You know, I, I just contacted somebody at ABC uh, yesterday and said, hey, I've got some ideas for you. Uh, and she said, great, you know, I'm glad to hear from you because they had done a segment on me before. And, and uh, please, please send the pitches along. So I love it. I love that his phone is ringing off the hook right now. This is the truth about what it means. This is what it's like a day in the life of Chris Killam. You sow some seeds, all start growing. Like this is what happens. He's plants a lot of seeds. Do you think, oh, no one's going to get back to me? I'm not good enough. They don't like me. He doesn't bother with that. He's so busy planting more seeds that by the time they come in, he's too busy for them. But I, I think there's something else, too. You know, not everybody's comfortable with media. There are a lot of people who think that they want it, but then when they actually are on the spot in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, um, uh, you know, they feel a little, a little uneasy. And, and right. one of the things that I, you know, many things I learned from my mother is, A, speak about what you know, which seems really common sense. Uh, but but B, you know, do what you love. I, I happen to love this, so it's easy. But I think if if I were asked to speak on something that I wasn't so sure about, which would be dumb anyway, uh, it would. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. I mean, but you come at it from a place of public service, which I've always yeah. said is where yes. what you sh- how you should look at media. Right? It's yeah. a public service. It's to get information out into the world so that people can live their lives in a better way. And Hopefully. Not everyone, right. And, but not everyone looks at it that way, you know? And so it's, you know, very promotional for people or, but what about the the idea of doing a talk, right? So you do a lot of these talks that you're on stage for 30 minutes, you know, 40 minutes, whatever it is. And then being able to then distill that down to a soundbite. Cause as you know, when you're, when you're with a TV producer, I want you to say it in 15 seconds, you know? Well, I I think uh, fortunately, because I really love language, that hasn't proven that difficult for me. Uh, I think, I think you know, uh, I, I know many people, for example, who when you ask them, you know, give me the elevator pitch from the fifth floor to the third floor. Right. Uh, you know, they need 45 more floors to kind of flesh it out. Uh, I've just been fortunate to be able to kind of bring it down. I, I think that um, television, especially more than radio, teaches you what's essential. Um, you know, I may have a great big story to tell about the Amazon, but if you're giving me four minutes, um, you know, then I need to say, you know, I was in the rainforest and we were on the river and we did this and we found this and I can't say, you know, I met this person and it cooked me this, you know, I can't go into into that. Right. Right. You have to cut to the chase knowing that it's not, you know, going to hurt 
your story. People are afraid to know they, they love all their stuff. And it's like, no, you really have to cut to the chase there and get to it. And that's masterful storytelling, which you should be able to do in two minutes or, or two hours for that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something, yeah. there's something else too. I'm always aware that unless the topic is, you know, grim, unfortunately, I don't, I don't address grim topics, but you have to be able to entertain people too. You have to be able to throw in some humor. I mean, one of the things that I really loved about a lot of the segments that you produced, Paula, with Dr. Manny and me was that they were funny. And sometimes they were were funny, awful, but they were funny. (laughs) They were outrageous. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, getting Manny to eat penis soup was a challenge. It was. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was one of our best. Yeah, but you have people at home going, no, you're kidding me. Really like, no. And, and so making sure that there's entertainment, making sure that there's, you know, in the case of Manny, it's a great example because we played off each other. He played the long-suffering victim. Totally. I played, I Didn't want to do it. Unsure. Yeah. And I played like tougher and bossier than I have. Come on, man. It can yeah, be a you'll break. be fine. This and, is theater. It, it was. Theater. It yeah. was theater. But yeah. also, we always brought it back to health. It was yes. always, and thankfully, you were there for that, Chris, to be so that I could toss to you and say, Chris, just tell us something about a health benefit to something, please. Right. <laughs> and right. you right. would always right. have something. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think it boils down to a lot of things. It, it, you know, staying current means not, not resting on your laurels, not saying, oh, yeah, I did a project in Siberia four years ago, but saying, oh, I just got back four days ago. Um, you know, having something new to share, like, hey, I found something that uh, can really help to relieve chronic uh, respiratory problems or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that, that, you know, that fulfills a need. And then also being comfortable, whatever the media is, and remembering that people out there, you know, they want to be brought in behind the scenes and they also want to be entertained a little bit. I mean, you've got to give people something that's pleasurable or there's no point in showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and, you know, entertainment is everywhere. You know, it's TV, on stage. That's how you get asked back. You, you're, oh, you know. Right? I mean, a good time. I don't just need information in my life. I have Google for that. If I need information, I can sit and consume information. When I want to sit and give my time to another person, give my attention to another person, it has to be in a package that I can digest. Sure, sure. You know, when I did, I did uh, about 15 uh, Oz shows and we almost always had some component that was at least fun. You know, like when we did the cranberry segment, I came out onto the stage wheeling an entire wheelbarrow full of cranberries. <laughs> it was sort of an odd gag. That's a you know? visual. Right. visual. Yeah. You need yeah. the visuals. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there was, and there was always some point when he didn't expect it that I would make some sort of joke that wasn't in the script because I always wanted to throw in just like a little fun bomb, no matter what we were doing. <laughs> right. Unfor- unfortunately, those worked. So then oh the crazy. overall impression that the audience had was, hey, these guys like to be with each other. And this guy, and, and you know, in case of me, um, he's kind of fun. Yeah, and you, that you, played pretty well. You are fun. That's why we Thank love having you. you here, Chris. Chris is going <laughs> to stick with us. He's going to stick with us for a minute here, and we we come back, Paula. We're going to talk about what it means to be a producer of your own media because you don't have to just mm. buy anymore and wait. So we'll we'll be talking about that after the break. You're listening to Lights Camera Expert Unleash Your Expertise on Voice America Variety. We'll be back in a few minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine for a minute what it would be like to step onto the set of a show that you've been watching forever or see your name in a magazine you actually read. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Well, here's the secret. Those experts you see on TV and in magazines aren't smarter than you. They just know how to get the media to pay attention. And it's something you can learn. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. And we've been behind the scenes at major media outlets for years, booked thousands of guests, and have been featured ourselves on TV, radio, and everywhere else. 
We know how this works. We'll show you how to crack the media code, craft your pitch, and crush it on air. Get our free video course, How to Be a Media Magnet. You'll learn how the media thinks and how to pitch your idea so you get booked. You have something to say, and the world is ready to hear it. Go to BeAMediaMagnet.com to get our free course. That's BeAMediaMagnet.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Reach us by email at info at lightscameraexpert.co. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Expert, Unleash Your Expertise. I'm Terry Dispy Show here with... My girl, Paula Rizzo. Hi. And hello. And our guest, Chris Killam, the medicine hunter, the one and Woo. only. And we're to, look, Chris is a, a real pro. He's an educator and uh, a longtime media contributor. Uh, and, and really, he's a character. Chris, when I was at the Martha Stewart publication, which is a, it was called Whole Living, it was a healthy living uh, publication. And so we would go to these big expos every year that were like natural products expos. And there's lots of brands, big brands and big personalities. And when you see Chris Kellum walking down the main drag of the expo, <laughs> it was like, here he comes with his hat looking like Indiana Jones, swashbuckling mm-hmm. his way. I mean, you know, you attract attention. It's not just a matter of when the cameras are on. Are you very aware of that about yourself when you're, when you walk into it, you're everything you walk into, it's like a stage. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say so. I, I'm, not really, <laughs> I'm not really so much focused on that. I mean, I like to showing up. I, you know, I like to show up in the room. I like to find people and have good interactions, but I really don't spend that much time thinking about what impression I'm making. I mean, my wife Zoe would say maybe even to my peril, I just go in. (laughs) No, but I don't think that's the thing is you don't walk in. Someone who's trying to make an impression does so self-consciously. They want to make sure people see them. They kind of preen. I'm just saying you're an example of a a person who has real presence. Well, thank you. Mm. And and, and so, of course, many people who have featured you know this and anyone who's seen you speak also has too. And so what we talk about a lot is like, not only do people basically wish they were you kind of, and we can't be you. We have to be ourselves. We have to present who we are. Mm -hmm. And it used to be that you had to wait for the gatekeeper to allow you to walk onto the set of a show and be that thing. But the beauty of it is today, we really do have the means even more so than 10 years ago, easily to create our own media. Right. But yeah, you were ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. Weren't you already taking crews of your own? Like being the creator of your own media is not a new idea for you, correct? Well, that's true. That's true. Um, You know, I I was fortunate to have clients who bought into the idea of shooting videos around the world. (laughs) What a great, you know. Terrific. On their dime. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and also, um, fortunately, I've been able to travel with a lot of news crews, you know, CNN, ABC, NBC, BBC, uh, Central Chinese TV. I mean, lots and lots of different crews, you know, HDNet, on and on. And and so, you know, I'm used to it. It's, it's an easy flow for me. I know what to do out there. And um, it, it just kind of perpetuates itself after a time. It just sort of snowballs. So, yeah, I've tried to do that. You know, I bring my own video camera. If nobody else is shooting mm-hmm. video, I will. I'll get my friend to, you know, I'll set up a tripod and say, press that button. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Whatever it takes. Whatever it we, takes. We always got such great video from you at, at Fox. You would always say, hey, I'm going here. I'm going there. Can I, can I shoot something for you? Can I send it over? And right. you were very big into giving that away. And I even remember, I'm totally remembering one of the first videos. You were ahead of your time with these videos um, when we first met over 10 years ago at this point. Um, 
was the frog video. Do you oh, remember yeah. the frog smoothie? That? The frog oh blender. my God, that sounds terrible. Oh, 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 it, it, it's, it's so much worse than it sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a blended up frog in a, in a blender drink. And, and you know, the, the, the worst part of that video, it, it was with a New York Times reporter who had no idea this was coming. No. And, you know, the shaman and I, I mean, it just that kind of like the story sort of builds, you know, we're in this market with this reporter and we drank the and then I just handed it to the reporter and I said, you got to drink this. And he was uh, alarmed would be, you know, nice. <laughs> he was completely free. He drank a raw blended frog. So did Chris. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Chris, please. Chris has eaten and drank everything. He can <laughs> stomach it's steel. That's true. That's he true. Can eat anything, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what happened? Well, what happened was, you know, it was a great bonding experience. And, and then the guy realized, okay, you know, this is a little bit of a wild card situation. I better watch myself because this probably isn't the last prank this guy's going to pull. Totally. Yes. It was, true. it was true. There were many more to come. But, but you know, that kept it fun and lively. And fortunately, he was really game. I mean, he, he was a great, great reporter. So he didn't go completely AWOL on us. Well, yeah. You, you wonder why Paula was not going along with Chris. <laughs> I was not going along. Like, I brought Chris to Manhattan. Low fat yogurt. <laughs> I need my yogurt with some cramp, like some. Yeah, some but you know, in, in the mosaic of all the people involved, you know, Paula was the one that made all these segments happen. You know, yes. I'd come back and go, hey, like, like I got this great video of me drinking a frog, thinking the last right. thing in the world she's going to, yeah, I don't want you drinking a frog, you know, and she would be game. And, and then. You know, we would work things out with Manny too, and and I have to say that part of part of the um, making good in media is finding producers and reporters that you can repeatedly go to. Uh, you know, some want to do a one-off and like never see you again in life. Like, oh, I did that guy. Right, right. And then wow. others like you. You know, you said sure. You know, let let's go ahead. Let's do a bunch of stuff. And and you know that was what? amazing for me. It's the trust too. You know, we trusted you as an expert to know that this guy is legit. He's going to bring us actually, you know, very good information. It's not just somebody who wants to be on TV for the sake of being on TV. Right. These are actual things that people can use. And so when you would go out and shoot all this stuff and then send it back to us, you know, hey, it serves two purposes. One, I get to give something really great to my audience. Number two, you did my work for me. You know, <laughs> totally. you, you, you got it. You got all the good stuff out of there. But what about that idea of giving this stuff away? Because you do give a lot of video away, even even now. It's expensive to create. You well, have to I, 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 I don't I don't really think about it. I, you know, for me, one of the things that I keep in mind is what do I do differently from others? And if going to the Amazon and shooting video and bringing it back and having a like a, a throw to, you know, Dr. Manny or whatever mm -hmm. uh, is something that nobody else is doing, I'm happy to do it. And I don't think about, oh, you know, I should try to get them to pay me X dollars for this. Uh, you know, in the case of, of being on Fox with you, I thought, okay, me, seven minutes, a hundred countries, millions of people. I like those odds. Right. Like right, right. <laughs> if I were to buy that, if I were to buy that media, I could never afford it. So I don't right, think exactly. I don't think it's giving away anything. I think it's I think it's what do I need to do to participate in a way that you or another producer would say, we don't really get this from anybody else. Exactly. I want to be the guy. We don't get this from anybody else. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you're the first one that they go to later. And right. we hear that from people who, and it tends to be a little bit small minded. They'll say, but this is worth something and I should be worth it. And they measure worth in just the dollars. And by the way, if you're trying to make money off doing media, you're going to be broke. Oh, yeah. You know, the idea is what you said, what you're doing and giving to is buying opportunity and reach. And that should not be your business plan is not that maybe I'll get on Fox News next week and maybe right. like that's not the plan. Right. You're smart. You invested in that. Well, well and, and also, true. you know, I really like when I when I first got involved in, in what I do, I I went around and collected business cards from consultants and people involved with medicinal plants. And I looked at all those. And I said, I'll never do these. I'll never have a gray card. I'll never be Chris Killam and Associates. I, those are things I won't do. And I thought, what is, what is, you know, what do Americans like? Americans like action heroes, okay? And the medicine hunter thing has really worked. 
And, you are an action hero, well, totally. Well, thank you. I mean, I think that often my reputation kind of exceeds the reality, but but at the so same what? time, you know, <laughs> it's really a matter, you have to position yourself. You always have to think about how am I unique among the zillions of people who could be in front of the camera, who could be on the microphone, who could be sitting in front of the reporter, what's going to make them want me? You must yeah, answer that question for yourself. Mm. That's a really good question because mm-hmm. most people are like, am I good enough to be on? They mm. don't think, how am I different from anyone else? Not how am I better than everyone? Because that's a losing battle. Yeah. But how do I stand out in that way? Right. I, I absolutely want the Chris Killam action figure. He leaps ayahuasca <laughs> in a single battle. That's right. That's the, It's coming out in 2018 for, for everyone who... <laughs> Paula, I want but it can't Chris. be made of plastic. It's got to be made of like uh, some environmental... Right. It's literally made here. of marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Um, that's true. Paula, I wanted to know, if, Chris, would you give our listeners a tip about how to uh, get over that weirdness about doing your own video because, mm-hmm. okay, you had a lot of practice. You did start young, doing this kind of thing. But for someone who's like, oh, I want to do these Facebook lives, I want to do it, but I feel so dumb talking to the camera. What's a tip you get for doing that? Well, I mean, if you want to reach people, you're not talking to a camera. You're talking to people. As soon as you think you're talking to a camera, then there's no place to go. I'm talking to you through a camera, but I'm talking to you. Right. right. And, and if you keep in mind that you're reaching people, at least for me, that's, that's the open channel. You know, I'm not staring at a Sony camera and waiting for a little red light. I'm thinking, people are going to see this. I'm reaching out to those people. I've got a message that I believe is worth, worth your while. So I try to personalize that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I love about you the most, uh, Chris, is that you're not a snob about media. It's not like, oh, I won't do that blog. Oh, I don't want to do that, you know, podcast or whatever. You're really, because it's a public service, because you want your information out in the world, you do it. Yeah. Also, I've learned that sometimes, and not always, but sometimes small media for odd reasons for luck gets picked up by big media. Totally. Oh, all the time. And that's not the reason to do it. I mean, I am, in fact, the guy who has done a zillion 5.30 a.m. Iowa small station (laughs) in the middle of February in bad weather, three-minute appearances because I go, (laughs) you know, this is what it's about. I don't think, oh, no, you know, that's a little station and it only reaches the Fairfield area and whatever. (laughs) Hey, there are people out there. There are people out there. This is a message. It's worth putting, if it's worth putting out, it's worth putting out. There's the Mm -hmm. mission. Because you're not saying this one's not worth it. That one's not worth it. You're saying it's not about, do I get an ROI on this one Iowa 5 a.m. slot, right? It's about, am I accumulating this? Do I do this? Yeah. I mean, a friend and I got a little, little tiny thing in one of the smallest newspapers on earth that led to me doing 300 major media interviews all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, and, And so I have learned, you can't say, oh, no, you know, that's small. It's all media. It's all reaching people. It might go stratospheric. You don't know. Right. The people people who are like, interestingly, very picky about what shows they'll do are the people who've never done any. Yes. So people who come to us and say, well, I want to do it, but if I'm going to spend time on it, I'd better be on with Hoda. Yeah, I'm not going to do that podcast. I deserve bigger. It's like the same thing as trying to get a few bucks for your media. It's like, really? Because then you don't really do this. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you first contacted me, Paula, it was to do one weird food segment. <laughs> yes, it was. So we went to do durian ice cream in Chinatown and a couple yep. of wacky. And uh, blowfish sperm, oh, I think. Blowfish sperm, yes. Morimoto, the yeah. famous Morimoto, he served it. Oh yeah. In the segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, one of the one of the great highlights of my career, fried <laughs> blowfish sperm. But but you know, and then that created an opening between us and between yes. me and Nanny. And we all went, gee, we like each other. We should do more of this. That's Absolutely. It. And, and you know, the other thing too, I mean, Chris, you could have said, 
Fox News, I don't want to do Fox News. Many people probably have said that. A lot of people and have. <laughs> of course, I get it, right? Any media, any, you know, yeah. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that or whatever. But you're like, it's bigger than that. You know, it, it's not just and it's bigger than you. So maybe yeah. you do it. Right. Well, yeah, that's true, too. I mean, if it had been an invitation onto Hannity, I probably. Different story. No. That's but, totally but right. I wasn't invited there. Right. No, right. I was right. invited by you. Absolutely. You know, uh, and you would have thought maybe, oh, we wouldn't be into alternative medicine. We wouldn't have done that segment. Not true at all. Not true at all. Not true at all. And then guess what happens? Those people leave and go to other shows and other outlets. If there's anything for sure, producers and editors change jobs a lot. Oh, yeah. So you never know where you're going to end up and go. And if you're too good for something then, that person... They're like, mm, you didn't do my show then. Why? Now, you, now you're now you all up in my grill because I'm in a bigger outlet. Don't think a producer doesn't remember that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Well, and, and in the case of both of you, I've been on with both of you in different media. And now we're yes. doing this. And tomorrow totally. it'll be something else. Absolutely. Right. We're going to keep you around as long as we can, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and not to say, I mean, you ha- you do pitch a lot. You have a lot of great ideas. And there are times that I've said in the past, we're not going to do that. And it's been fine, you know, and oh, that's what I've happens. It's a numbers I, game, right? I, I've been crushed. It, it hasn't been <laughs> I, I've been devastated. <laughs> it happens. No. That's, that's the point, though. You always come back with something else, and, like, you just, you're Don't a resource. Yeah. No, you can't take it personally. Just come back, you know, again and again and, and just do that. So what's, uh, what's next for you, Chris? What's, uh, what are you working on? Where are you going? Well, I, I've been working on um, actually a, a variety of things. I, I've been working on an herb from India with a, a really wonderful client. Uh, I know we did something on ashwagandha a couple yes. of times on Fox. I've been yep. working on that uh, and speaking around the world on behalf of them about that. And that, you know, has led to some nice media hits. Um, I'm doing more and more work with Amazonian medicines because I love being in the Amazon and I, and I, and I know that every opportunity, uh, you know, to be on media gives me a chance to, to mention that the Amazon is in peril. And I want mm-hmm. to know that, um, you know, I've and got, where can people, so people uh, who want to uh, connect with you, they can find you on medicinehunter.com. And thank you so much, Chris, for being here with us today. This has been amazing. And uh, great. we will definitely <laughs> do this again for okay. sure. Yes. All right. And uh, if all this media stuff sounds like fun, we want to thank all of our listeners for being here and giving you a free gift. We created a video course to show you how media can help you. Right. And more importantly, uh, it's free. And it's at BeAMediaMagnet.com. You'll get instant ex- access. That's BeAMediaMagnet.com. Until next week, I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. And you do have something to say, and the world is ready to hear it. Thank you for joining us for Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel for another edition of the show featuring your hosts, Paula Rizzo and Terry Trespicio. We'll talk again next week. 